The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Spark it up, spark it up, spark it up. Oh, yeah. It's the Barry Show. That's right. I'm large and in charge, both figuratively and literally. Later on, we'll look at which cigars they really smoke. But first, he once had the record for the most curses on the podcast. Will he reclaim his title? We welcome to the show Mr. Cigar Law himself, Frank Herrera, as we catch up on FDA regulations and more. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running podcast ever about cigars. Awarded the Ambassador of Cigars by Cigar Journal, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand anytime or the daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. That's Mr. Jonathan. Right, you can knock that off. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan playing the part of Barry Stein. And coffee. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Herrera of H the New Media Law. Back before my time, we dropped quite a few F bombs that almost got us fined by the FCC. Comedian Robert Kelly annihilated your record. Are you ready to reclaim your title? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. We'll set the tone right there. Okay, but before we one. start that, we're gonna light up a cigar, our first cigar today. Is from the care package. It is the Tayonio Robusto. And uh, Mr. Jonathan, why don't you tell us about it? Well, I'll tell you the first cigar today is the Tayano. It is manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Sereno Cigar Company. The size we're smoking today is the 5x50 Robusto. It's wrapped in a glorious Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. The binder is Corojo 99 from Condega, and the fillers are Nicaraguan out of Esteli and Oma Tempe and Jalapa, also from Esteli. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package. The price is going to set you back eight nineteen, while a box of this isn't right. <laughs> Here we go. It's a box Man. of twenty. Fail uh, for one forty three ninety nine. It's a savings of almost twenty dollars or thirteen percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. That's all, typical Barry right there. It, I didn't. Uh, I didn't change easy. the box number on that. There we go. Luckily, I only have to do it once. Well, wrong. you got to do it twice. Not for that cigar. <laughs> and it's uh, time to cut out cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that why all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the S-chip tax and lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do it. <laughs> The idea You're is supposed to be the best me you possibly I, can I be. Have. But you know what you have to do? You have to tell us what we're lighting the cigar with. So I want to taste it first. And, you know, cook some corn on the cob. 
boil it in water, maybe put a little sugar, a little salt in the water, you boil the corn, take all the corn off the cob, now suck on the cob, <laughs> and there you have... And I'm sure you suck on it like a champ. Like a champ. And that's what, what, what I taste in the pre-light draw. I think you're starting to understand how this game is played. It is. And today we're going to use the Vertigo Commissioner. This is the Vertigo Commissioner lighter. And uh, what a beautiful lighter. $29.99. You click one side. It's a one click and the lid up opens up by itself. It's two jet flames at the bottom. The emergency bullet cutter built into it. The big ass tank built onto it. It's Vertigo. It's the commissioner. It's only $29.99 from our friends at Vertigo Lighters. This was your one chance not to say big ass tank, but it, you can't help I yourself. can't help it. You know why? Because it has a big-ass tank. But the cigar has a unfinished foot, and it's going to need a big-ass tank to do it. So there we go. See, what I like to do with an unfinished foot is I, I don't like to toast because I like that the blender decided to put the unfinished foot there and give us a boost of wrapper flavor right out of the gate. Yeah, so you're just going with it? I just go right with it. You know, you're talking a lot for me. <laughs> should be talking a little bit less. Do I usually take charge like that and go right into it and uh, tell everybody what to do? Uh, have you met you? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't help yourself if you wanted to. Yeah. So, Frank, when I first met you, you used to handle a lot of uh, FDA, uh, well, not FDA, but you used to handle a lot of trademarks. You used to do the registering of a trademark for various cigar companies of cigars that would eventually come out. With FDA regulations, are people still registering cigar trademarks? So in the U.S., uh, trademark applications for cigars and related goods have definitely gone down. So we saw a huge spike in uh, 16, so right before the regs, right? We track all this. We have fancy graphs and all that. And uh, shortly after that, maybe going into early 17, we saw a decline substantially. Um, so it's it, funny, at the same time, cigars in you know, 30, class 34 was going down, related goods, CBD and hemp and marijuana type accessory applications have gone through the roof. But isn't that interesting that, um, you know, they look at what does these regulations end up costing. In no way did I ever see um, lawyers actually, um, cost of lawyers, because you got no new applications going in, therefore somebody like yourself is selling less uh, work to the cigar the industry. Yeah. Sure, you make it up somewhere else and stuff, but that's beside the point. If you didn't do that, actually, if all you did was cigar law uh, and, no, and nobody else's, you'd be down business. Well, what we saw was obviously a transition to the FDA side. So that side of our business, uh, good for us, bad for the industry, has exploded. Um, and we also saw a lot more transactional work. People now want to put things in writing, whereas a lot of times this industry was very much, you know, of the word and a handshake. Yeah, yeah. Now we're seeing a lot of distribution agreements, uh, a lot of the contracts now. Um, people are taking the FDA uh, reg seriously, and they're really kind of hunkering down. They really don't know what's going to happen, so they're trying to uh, to lawyer it as much as possible. So as you transition to FDA regulations, you started working with some of the boutique companies, um, and you're representing some of them in the FDA lawsuit. With the FDA regulations, have any of these boutique companies decided to feel the pressure and go under, or are they close to going under? How are they holding up? So we represent anything from a one-man or one-lady shop to uh, very large companies now. So we, we see this whole spectrum. 
but we do see um, the smaller folks uh, really starting to feel the heat now and looking for a way out, whether it's trying to find a buyer for their brands and the fact that they might have grandfathered products, that type of thing. I've seen some other attorneys circulating, um, you know, some, some offers to sell some products, um, you know, in, in FDA um, portfolios. So there's, there's a real shakeup in the industry. Um, and um, I do know of some small folks who've just thrown in the towel or otherwise uh, are planning their exit. So uh, p- people are looking to sell their trademark. In other words, a grandfather didn't name brand name. Is there a value to that? So the name itself is not necessary. I mean, names have value, of course, but the grandfathered status of an application or of a product does some have, have some value, in my opinion. Um, there are a lot of them out there, but um, you know, the ones that have already gone through the grandfathering uh, process, which we have done thousands now um, uh, at the FDA, uh, about several hundred of them have actually been determined by the FDA, but we have thousands pending. Um, there is some value in that because you're going to need those and that documentary evidence for substantial equivalents or maybe other parts of your portfolio. So there's a lot of horse trading going on right now between people who are after 2007, wanting to get through substantial equivalents, wanting to deal with people who have grandfathered products. There's a lot of that kind of going on. It's substan- the problem is, of course, go ahead. No, you finish. Go ahead. So the problem with a lot of these little small companies that do, in fact, have grandfathered products is they didn't keep records, right? So they might have sporadic records. So we're really having to rely on things like, um, you know, advertisements, uh, Perlman's uh, Cigar Cyclopedia, things like that to show the FDA that these products were, in fact, in commerce as of February of 2007. So you mentioned substantial equivalence. Is that a farce or is that something that is a legitimate pathway into continuing to do business because in the uh, cigarette think, industry, we've heard stories of some things never getting the equivalence, even though it might've been the same product. So FDA has uh, realized that it doesn't know what it's doing in this space. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's come back with a new proposed rule on substantial equivalence and a comment period. There's actually a comment period going on right now. Our office is preparing some comments to explain to the FDA one final time, what uh, substantial equivalence really should be if it's going to happen. And we, we acknowledge that it's a reality. These folks who think that it's going away are living with their heads in the sand. Uh, there's no way that cigars are going to be excused while the rest of tobacco products uh, are shepherded through this. Uh, unfortunately, and I'm sorry to tell you guys that, the best we can hope for is that after the comment period, we explain to the FDA what really a substantial equivalence means for cigars, right? So... Um, you know, a cigar is a cigar. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's not like comparing cigarettes, right? It's not this, you know, cocktail of all these chemicals. Um, so our, our best hope is that we have a process that we can live with that makes sense and that we can do in a time period, uh, that, you know, it doesn't take years for them to say, okay, yeah, it's substantially equivalent. I'd I'd say the closest thing I can connect that to is, say, wine, Uh, red wine. Red wine is red wine. It's grapes, fermented grapes, period. That's it. Does that have that process? And is it substantially equivalent to another red wine? It's only grapes and that's all it is? Well, so, well, wine doesn't have to go through FDA approval, right? So, but I understand what you're saying. Why would it? Alcohol, uh, Alcohol and, you know, crazy, but okay. Well, they've had years of lobbying. Yeah. Uh, decades of lobbying. We are lobbying after the fact. We should have been lobbying well before the 2009 Tobacco Control Act 
we caught we were caught with our pants down and now we're trying to save ourselves it's too late uh, you know the, the smarter richer wealthier industries were ahead of the game and designed this against us right yeah. cigarette companies designed this against us the rest of us are, are in the wake of it so now we're just trying to swim to shore and say hey save us so um is a cigar substantially equivalent to another cigar i don't know right so in the purest sense you have uh, tobacco, cured tobacco, right? Dark, air-cured tobacco. Sure. And you have your fillers and binders and all that, and you compare it to another, right? Same size, quantity, maybe that's the box. But the truth is, is once testing comes around and it's a requirement, you're going to find a lot of the deep secrets of the cigar industry coming to light. So a lot of people add things to cigars. None of my great clients, of course, <laughs> but some people historically have done that. They sure. have done uh, you know, wines, patoon they call it, which is like a special sauce. Um, some people do, you know, nefarious things. So if you're trying to go to the FDA and say, Hey, my natural cigar is substantially equivalent to this other one, but testing proves otherwise, uh, there's going to be a problem there. But there is no method for testing. Well, sure. There's a, there's a, there's, of course there's testing. There's always been testing for tobacco products. It's that they have to come up with what they are going to view as the harmful, uh, chemicals, right? For cigars, cigarettes already have a list of those. Some of the other tobacco products have a list. So that's what we're going to have to go through. Is it uh, if a company goes out of business at this point, Frank, uh, will their trademark, if it was predicate dated, be allowed to be sold at that point? Or uh, is the clock running on these smaller companies? So the trademarks are completely independent of the grandfather status. Now, that originally with the, the original FDA rules, they you couldn't change a trademark. You couldn't change anything. But there was a, uh, a ruling, uh, I think it was the R.J. Reynolds case in the, the District Court of District Columbia, that basically said, no, you can change the trademark. So really, with the decline of trademark filings, I don't see it. I, you can call, you can rebrand a grandfather product and call it whatever you want. For If you called it XYZ before and it didn't work, call it something else and file a new trademark. Of course, I need the business, right? No, but the point is, is the trademark is independent, right? It's the product. So wh- what was the quantity? What was the size? What were the ingredients of that? How was it packaged? Was it cello? Was it not cello? That's what has um, the value, right? And, and if you're distinct, if you have a flavored cigar that's grandfathered, it has a lot more value, right? Particularly now with the attack on flavored cigars. Are we at the blood in the water stage yet where the bigger companies are offering yes. pennies on the dollar? Yes, it's already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. Not only that, the bigger companies, the catalogs are already forcing the manufacturers to sign supply agreements and dictating a lot of rules and basically saying, hey, we have this predicate blend, make it like this, and you're going to you know, follow our guidelines. Um, so, and, and they're putting a lot of pressure on the, uh, the factories, um, you know, the DR and the Grog or wherever they are. You know, a lot of these factories really rely on the quantity of these, uh, these orders to the, uh, to the catalogs. And, uh, you know, the big companies, being good business people, are actually, um, excuse me, are actually uh, taking advantage of it. And they'd be, you know, bad business people if they didn't. Sure. I can see that happening as it's going. But at the same time, there's a bill out there to actually get rid of the catalog companies, getting rid of uh, mail order operations. If that is, uh, ends up happening, I mean, now the game changes completely at that point and, and takes that pressure away. I think that's going to um, not happen. Okay, uh, I think I think you'll see a lot of folks saying, uh, "Oh, the end is you know is is happening because we can't sell tobacco products online." But you know, um, it happened to cigarettes, right? You can't sell cigarettes online. Uh, but there's a different uh, reason for that. That's tax purpose, right? Some states have lower tax, some have higher taxes. There's a lot of counterfeiting and a lot of nefarious activity and cigarette you know smuggling. 
But I don't think it's going to happen with with cigars. I mean, we'll have other pressures, of course, but I think online sales are going to are, are going to stay um, as long as uh, you know other things have. You know, the big challenge with online, of course, is age verification, right? But I think um, I think we're going to get through that. There's a lot of money behind that um, for online sales, and it's not just cigars. So I I, I wouldn't think that the, the sky is falling for online sales. Um, I could be proven wrong and, um, you know, wherever you are on that thing, I know there's pros and cons to it. I know you have a bricks and mortar. I know you sell online, yeah. uh, and I support bricks and mortar. And I think, you know, they, um, you know, they should, uh, they should do whatever they can to compete. So I'm not advocating for one way or the other. I just, I think it's going to be very difficult for there to be an outlaw, a complete ban on online cigar sales. How much is the change of the FDA commissioner reset the process of the fight? What do you mean by that? Well, you now have a new guy at the, at the head of the FDA. The other guy was said to be a little bit cigar-friendly. He's written things yeah, in the none past. Yeah, none of that means. None of that matters. It, none of it matters about whether this guy smoked a cigar or liked it. There's so much uh, pressure from uh, the anti-smoking folks and the cigarette companies against this. There's so much hidden pressure that you guys don't even see or hear about. And it's 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 not about the guy that's the head of FDA and whether he likes it or not. Well, each week it's we about, each week we report that companies like Juul they take out ads, you know, in national newspapers arguing for the twenty one plus movement. So it's obvious there is a movement of the bigger companies against the little companies, the little guy. So I mean, what's your thought process on the twenty one movement? So um, you know, it's funny because you know some jurisdictions it's always been twenty one, right? Well, not always, but it has been. Some are eighteen, some are nineteen. Um, a standardization to twenty one. I don't, I don't know the numbers. I don't run a shop like you all do, so I don't really know how that's really going to affect your sales. I think if it's a punt on our industry to say, okay, fine, twenty one, and there's no eighteen, nineteen, and now we know it's twenty one, and we'll live with it. You know, sometimes you got to give a little to uh, you know have people back off. So if we get something for that, right? Then, then great, but it's not going to happen. So, I, I can't tell you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna give it up, and we're gonna get nothing for it. Is is how that That's looks right. like it's going to play? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, and it looks like uh, everybody's caving in and, and giving up uh, to it. Not me, but I can't fight this one alone. But it looks like uh, yeah. I mean, personally, good. yeah. My personal is you know eighteen. You know the, the old adage. You know you're you're old enough to uh, join the army and fight for our freedom and all that. You should be able to smoke and drink and do whatever else is legal. You can, so, you can buy a you know, shotgun I, I, here in New Hampshire. You can buy a shotgun, but you can't buy a cigar. You know, 16, yeah, yeah. 16 shotgun. The truth, the truth of the matter is we live in a time of great hypocrisy, right? We've yeah. always had hypocrisy in politics, but we have great hypocrisy now between the cigarettes and the cigars and the marijuana. And we're in a time, forget about politics and Trump and all other stuff, but when it comes to regulating a lawful business, we're, we really are living in a, in, a, in a schizophrenic time right now. You know, people are saying something, but at the same time, you know, they have investments in marijuana. They have investments in other things. So, it, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. If you really want to protect the children, then protect the children across the board, you mm. know, and, and not pick industries and destroy them. Um, but They pick whatever. on the littlest ones, too. When they get the premium cigars, you pick it on such a, a teeny industry, they don't realize how small it is. Uh, but they, they pick do. on those who do not push back. And yeah. we did not push back before this Tobacco Control Act was being decided and planned and know and you know whatever we just didn't do it yeah. you know show me somebody get on the show and tell me that people were were lobbying uh, you know way back when they tried to do the tobacco control back back in the, in the 90s i don't know if you remember that yeah there was some there was a push for that and the cigarette 
cigarette companies were all over it, but cigars are nowhere to be found. Right. You know, and we have a different economic, we have a different budget. We don't make, you know, the cigarette kind of money, that type of thing. I understand that, but we're just, we're just a pitiful industry when it comes to that type of thing. And then after it's happened to us, we cry foul. Yeah. Yeah. It's after the fact. It always is. Can, uh, can we talk about the cigar since we do have Frank on for the, uh, the second half of the hour here? Because uh, I'm getting no, a we very, don't. we don't. No. Oh, never mind then. You're doing a Barry, not reading your show notes. But that's <laughs> you're doing a perfect Barry. So, so you know, you mentioned like all these delayed lawsuits or what have you. They, they now they put forth that uh, American companies will be allowed to sue the Cuban government uh, for properties that were taken uh, uh, following the Cuban Revolution. Do you see any cigar companies suing Cuba to try to get back their names? So that's a complicated issue, right? So, I mean, we, my firm has been involved against Cuba since 2002. I've got an ongoing case that's been going on for 17 years now, the Juan Tanameda case. I've also had other cases against the same counsel for Cuba. That's different because those weren't confiscated marks. Those are trademark disputes in a different sense of the trademark office. But yes, I, I think people are going to do that. But now what's complicated, the news that Trump uh, has excited the, uh, the international uh, community about is the fact that you might be able to sue Altidus SA or some of these other, or, or for say for rum, you can sue Pernod because they are partners in the Havana Club thing. That's where it scares people. Havana, Cuba doesn't care if Americans sell them, uh, sue them. They're going to default. You're never going to be able to execute a judgment in Cuba. It's just never going to happen. But now when you attack their partners who are feeding them cash and, and, and distributing and distributing throughout the, the world, now you've really attacked something. So now the Spaniards have said, hey, we're going to protect you Spanish companies against these folks. And there's a lot of movement now in the international realm to basically say, oh, the U.S. is crazy. We're going to protect you, Cuba. Don't worry about it. So the reality you know, of suing, great, fine, sue. I'll sue them tomorrow uh, for somebody. But there's nothing's going to come from it. Not now. It's just politics right now. Well, will, will companies back off not to go through the legal part of it? So you mean like Altidus or... Yeah, not or, even in the cigar industry. Let's take a, take a hotel company or something like that that says if you end up taking that property in Cuba... Uh, that, yeah, it's owned by somebody else, yeah. and uh, we're going to actually sue you for taking their property. And uh, win or lose, you ne- it never goes through fruition, but you're going to pay lawyers for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, I think the smart, smart business is always uh, careful about their money, right? So, you know, I'm a very passionate person, but the older I get, the longer I do this, I try to be a little bit more, you know, pluses and minuses on whether this makes sense for a business. So I think some of you like Hilton or some of these other folks in hospitality, I I don't think they care right now because the temperature, the politics and international politics are just not there right now. So, again, why are they going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to just go through preliminary motions in federal court, which are never going to amount to anything? And if you get a judgment, you can't execute on that judgment. Not now. So it's safe to assume that you're not for the embargo lifting? No, I mean, that's, that's a really, that's a difficult question for me, right? Because I lived with parents that left in 1960 and my entire life I heard about, you know, embargo and cashers and this, I've gone through all of this and the hope and the expectation and then Obama, you know, all of that. So I'm really tired of that. So is it lifted? It's too deep for that. The, the, the Cuban psyche has changed. The, it's not the Cubans of my parents' time. The Cuban psyche, so our expectation is, oh, we're going to liberate them. Some of them don't want to be liberated. Some of them just want to live in their country. So lifting the embargo, it's, it's very complicated. Uh, so just doing that, it's, it's not going to open the doors to an American playground 
and everything's going to be great. There's, there's a lot of healing that has to happen in Cuba. There's a lot of um, uh, rebuilding spiritually and, 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 and structurally. I mean, you guys have been to Cuba. Some of you, you've seen the buildings, um, the, the mentality, how they talk to you. It's, it's almost like, uh, like, um, I don't know, like, like people who have been abused either emotionally or something else. It's this, I don't know, Stockholm syndrome type thing. I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm a psychologist, but yet you have to forget about, Oh, let's just open the doors and let commerce reign. There's a deep, deep scar and there's a deep problem there that has been caused by psychopaths who are now leaving, but it's going to take some time to, uh, to overcome that, to have normality. Hmm. So as, as, you know, you got the comment period going back to FDA, you got the comment period open within the next steps that we as consumers or retailers, what should we be watching? What's, what's the next ruling or the next thing that's going to be heard that we're waiting for, we're going to watch to see where this thing mm-hmm. is going? So right now, anyone can make a comment on the substantial equivalence proposed rule. So, so my advice would be to uh, anyone who feels that they want, uh, you know, cigars to be not as regulated because they will be regulated to, to make a, uh, a sound comment, uh, on the site. Don't say, Oh, I enjoy cigars and you guys are Nazis. So please don't regulate cigars. You know, add some value. If you want to talk to somebody that's, you know, that, that knows about the legal issues and some of the canned information, not canned, but you know, intelligent information you can put in the comments, you know, it, it helps, right? So the e-cigarette people, Whenever they've had opportunities to comment, they had thousands and thousands and thousands of comments from stores, from consumers, from everybody. And the, FD, the cigar industry, whenever it has its comment period, very few people comment. And when they do, it, it, it sounds like belligerent. You yeah. know, it's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, you'll have comments from CRA and IPCBR, and we've commented before. Um, but by and large, you know, if you're, if you're out there listening to us and you're smoking cigars in your garage or with your friends, whatever you're doing, you know, take a minute and see if there's something that you can comment, but, you know, be smart about it. You know, the, the FDA is going to do this. Just, you know, let's just ease the pain somehow and let them know, you know, why this is important and why these small factories and small family businesses are really the, the you know, the fabric of American culture. And that's what needs to be protected. Is there one thing that you would hone in on instead of trying to get everything? And we know we're not going to get everything. Is there one thing that would be the major thing that people should hone in on and let's stop this whatever yeah well the substantial equivalence is a big deal just yeah. just to make the point that you know th- these are not cigarettes these are not e-cigarettes they're little capsules of liquid you know boiled up somewhere in china and you know this this is a a product that is easily traceable um uh and by and large does not contain the the bizarre additives that the cigarette companies and e-cig companies have have put into their stuff and you know and, and find some evidence so you know contact the cra or ipcpr and see if they have some some language uh you know that that they've already vetted that you know is 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 you know cogent um and work with them because they'll help you out you know they'll they'll help you out and just basically say you know um you know a cigar is a cigar right this is uh this is not for children right so uh this is this is really overreach and lastly, a few people asked me when they found out you were going to be on the show, uh, any desire to bring back biography? Well, the biography has been out for five years. It's been in distribution uh, in Pittsburgh area uh, in, I don't know, 10, 20 stores. Very small. You know, it's, you know, hobby cigar, basically. But, you know, we've been selling it consistently for, uh, you know, 
five, I guess since 2013. So you're applying for substantial equivalence? So we're probably going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. So we are gearing up. We have a, uh, you know, we're, we're adding more and more people, uh, more assistants, more paralegals, more lawyers um, to handle the more than 20,000 SKUs we have under our care right now. Um, wow. And many of those have to go through substantial equivalence. And if you look at what the FDA has, um, what they believe it would take to get one application through as far as hours and times and money, we're really trying to streamline the process. We've got a fantastic database system. We've got great workflows. We're really, uh, we're really going to hack the hell out of the uh, substantial equivalence process so that it's not going to bankrupt people. Because if they go bankrupt, I'm bankrupt. If we have a manufacturer listening in, wants to get a hold of you and do business with you, how do they do that? So it's hnewmedia.com. Uh, they can call my office, uh, 561-841-6380. We really uh, probably have all the clients we can handle. I know you've probably never heard a lawyer say that before, uh, wow. but we're really kind of pressed. <laughs> yeah, we, it's, it, it would take something of some significance for us to, to add some new clients right now, but we're always willing to talk to people and uh, you know, show them the path. So. Okay. Dave, can I throw in one question? Frank, it's up to Barry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Yes. Uh, Frank, a personal question. Are you living in your car? <laughs> so so, so uh, we planned this uh, talk today a couple months ago, right? And I learned... Uh, I have an ex-wife who never really tells me what's going on with my kids. So about a week ago, she said that my daughter was swimming today. She said, my daughter's autistic. My son's autistic. So my daughter's swimming in the Special Olympics um, today. So uh, we've already uh, seen her heats, so I couldn't get back to the house or the office, so I'm in my truck here in the parking lot. All right. We'll get back to them and have a good time with them. Yeah, Frank, thanks for joining us here on the Cigar Authority. We definitely appreciate your time. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Taeno Robusto, and we'll take a look at cigar purchases from our hosts. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. 
the flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars, you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back, and we're smoking the Tyeno Robusto from Serino Cigars. <laughs> Each week we talk about cigars, kind of, sort of, maybe, not really. Uh, but what do the boys really smoke? I ran reports of the last 10 purchases for the, each of us, and what do we smoke when our money is on the line? And nobody knew it, huh? Nobody knew it. I think some people are going to be surprised that uh, when we get to you later, Dave, I was surprised. surprised. I was surprised. I, don't, I actually, the next to the last one, I don't even remember. <laughs> But I did. I did, apparently. Yeah, numbers do not lie. Because we, we have to clear everything out one way or the other. We- Since we are smoking a cigar, I'd like to offer a flavor note that I think the two of you can't help but agree with. You know how sometimes you have a buddy and he's got a bottle of rum? My cigar tastes like my buddy's not sharing his rum with me. So well, I'm glad you brought that up because the, you can play the harp sound anytime, Ed Sullivan. Because I nailed that. You that's smoked that's the cigar for the first half hour. I honestly believe the two cigars we are smoking today, this Florida Kanye rum, is the perfect pairing for both cigars. Nice so cover, it, new Dave. It will definitely open the, open up the cigar. This is the number seven. This is the seven year Florida Kanye because I didn't want to share my uh, eighteen year. Give me with you half guys. of that. Half of that. Who are you kidding? You can ask for seven. I'm, I'm Jonathan. I don't have all that much alcohol, but Barry gets a double shot. <laughs> Jesus, Jonathan playing Barry over there. Drink up. I can't leave with this bottle. I'm, I'm gonna not have driving to, with it. I'm going to have bottle. to do laps around the building. Four after fingers this. there. But I have I have a flavor note here. I have um, graham cracker. And on the graham cracker is a hermit. Do you know what a hermit is? Yes. You explain hermits at least three times a year. Well, it's definitely so it's, a New England thing. So, before I moved up here, so I did not know what so it was. That's your canned response. It's say, like, say it's a brown cake, raisins and uh, molasses cake type of thing. Put a, put a graham cracker on there. Bite it. There you go. Nailed it. Are you friggin' kidding me, Ed Sullivan? Because he did not say one thing about tobacco. He's supposed to get the crickets. This is bullshit. He didn't mention a fatty. I got to monitor the stupid chat rooms in three <laughs> different places, and I don't get a harp. You're you're an angry individual. You shut there. up. <laughs> you're not playing Barry Stein very well. Just take it, suck it up, and that's uh, it. Yeah. I mean, when you're you, you could take it like a man. Kind. How of. do you not just? Be angry all the time, Barrett's. Um, have you the met seat me? sucks. That the the lights are hotter over here. He's he Barry has his anger issues. I'm, I'm in the I center. Definitely have my anger. I would issues. say the light is strongest right here in the center. Every time I, I see, every time Ed Sullivan comes to visit me in Nashua, it's like a half hour therapy session. Yeah, he has anger issues. Believe me, we work through them. I you just, know, usually on Fridays, and then he's good for the show. He's my Lucy. I right, pay him five cents, and I get my psychology help. We're going to end up starting to do that that payola thing where people have to pay us to drink. But this guy gave me a recommendation. This cigar sells well, and I can see why. 
It is, I'd say, medium-bodied. It's um, any, the guy with a mild cigar can like it. A guy on a full-body cigar can like it. This is a, a yeah. tweener. It's and, very middle of the yeah. road in terms of strength. Yeah, so anybody. This is for anybody. Give it a try. Tayeno. See, what I like about Tayeno is kind of this underlying sweetness, and the sweetness of the rum helps bring that to the front. All right, so let me try rum. Jonathan wouldn't know because he chugged it like a rookie. Well, here's what Drank happened. it all. Somebody on the chat room Drank said, it shoot it. So since I'm monitoring the chat room and apparently <laughs> I have to do everything they say, I just did it. Yeah, but those are my people trying to make you look like a fool. Uh, no, some of them are my people on YouTube because you don't monitor nah, YouTube. Your brother's there. Why would I want to? <laughs> oh. wow. So what do you monitor? Uh, Facebook and thecigarauthority.com. I'm usually and on. what's the face? What's the cigarauthority.com? That's a special chat. There's a special chat built into the post. Which which is YouTube? No. No. It's the post is a YouTube video with a separate chat because Barry can't figure out how to get the YouTube chat to go on to the So you're on thing. YouTube chat right now? I'm on all three chats. Really? Yes. Usually, usually, you. I, usually I let Ed Sullivan handle the YouTube uh, chat. I'm on the YouTube. I can see what he's up to over there. So do me a solid, will you? When you're on the YouTube chat. Subscribe. And click the little bell. Subscribe and then click the bell so you get every notification from the Cigar Authority right. when we go and those live. that are watching, listening to it on a podcast, which is the majority of our listeners are on podcasts, go on to YouTube, find the Cigar Authority, and hit subscribe. And it's for a reason, because we need to get above a certain amount yeah. of subscribers. We want that. We want that. That would help us out. There's no way to say something nice about us on YouTube. So, oh, they're they're saying plenty on the YouTube's. Nice or bad? <laughs> uh, mostly nice. Yeah. All right. Is there anything good? Are they saying anything? Uh, Rudy's still pissed off that I didn't uh, read his mailbag. So, Rudy, when I play the role of Mister Jonathan on a future show, what? I will read your mailbag. <laughs> well, I looked on YouTube, and there's some comments from last week's show, the back-to-back show, oh. the backward show with Fernando and Mike. And uh, one of them is Super Dan, who said, fun show, really like this back-to-back Nicaraguan Robusto, Y-A-P. I don't understand when the lettuce, does that mean something? I, I don't Yap? know. I don't know what that is. I think it means you're a prick. Yeah? All right. <laughs> I'm just guessing. This must have, Nailed going, it. Must have been going to Jonathan. Um, <laughs> also, um, so Paul234. Two four says one of my least favorite episodes. Just too much. A lot of swearing. <laughs> yeah, they were over the top. And then uh, Martin says, "I agree." So what's uh, uh, what was interesting about last week's show is Dave pretending like they were not annoying him. <laughs> I know Dave well enough to know when he's annoyed. He was annoyed for roughly an hour and forty two minutes of that show. I mean, it was two hours of. Uh... After six minutes, he was like, "You know what." It was, it was. I've had enough. It was four twenty. It was uh, <laughs> glorifying well, vandalism. <laughs> yeah. Then we had the after show, and after the after show, they recorded an ad, but they had to go outside and oh. celebrate four twenty before the recording, which was a mistake because now they were all laid back and they're like, "Yeah, they have to get this minute commercial." And we still an hour. We we had uh, <laughs> did a good 30, job. thirty minutes of audio for a one minute commercial. <laughs> 
uh, but they were uh, they were celebrating. So it was. Don't they've break. been celebrating 420 since they turned 18. Yeah, uh, before I would guess, mm. but that would be my guess as well. So on a regular basis, at, you know, handlingtwoguyscigars.com, people call in. They look for suggestions. They ask me, "What do I smoke? What does Dave smoke? What does Jonathan smoke? What does Ed Sullivan smoke?" So I decided before I sent you guys what the show was going to be about, running the last 10 purchases. That we've made. But for your purchases, my purchases, and Ed Sullivan's purchases, these are take-home cigars. Correct. Different than Dave's, who doesn't have a an account, so to speak, because he owns the place. Correct. So these his are, are store smokes, really. These are the cigars that you're spending your hard-earned money on. I'm a little disappointed that one cigar didn't show up in this list. So what are the last 10 cigars that you have smoked, Mr. Uh, uh, by the By the box on this one, Aladino Corojo Reserva. I just smoked my last one last night. I got to re-up. Are you going to re-up it as the Robusto or the Toro? I'm so torn on that. The The Toro is a milder tasting cigar. It, it does not mellow. You were against it when it came in. You were against it. And you go to Toro. And there is only one. This is it. I don't know why they're coming up with the other. <laughs> Next thing I know, you chain smoking the Two Toro. boxes so far yeah. in the yeah. last three weeks. So, um, the, so I'm torn because it has a... More refined flavor to it. It's less aggressive, which I like sometimes and I dislike other times. And nicotine-wise, it's pretty close to the same. So it's it's medium to full. I'm torn. See, but I did buy a box of Corojo Reserve Robusto. For me, the Toro was more balanced. And I'm not saying the Robusto is unbalanced. It's just the Toro just had a smoother finish to it. It's so funny. It's it's a it's the same flavor profile. It's mm-hmm. the same tastes, just more subtle because it's a thicker ring gauge. Did you smoke them back to back, one and one the other? Who do you think you're talking yeah, to? Okay. Uh, another one I've purchased for take home is the Aladino Connecticut, uh, the Intemperance EC, Jose Dominguez Fino Maduro, and that one has a little story to it. I go to uh, Trevor's house. Uh, he's one of our uh, sales guys here on Sunday nights, and we have I have dinner with his family. I usually <laughs> so you've reached that point in your relationship. I usually cook half the meal, uh-uh. and I bring it with me. And, and then after you have your special secret tickle time afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be David it's, Dick. Yeah. It's called ribbon time. <laughs> so. What I he do ties one on, but in a different aspect. From, <laughs> I'm drunk from shooting that shot. <laughs> Screw you, Sean. Uh, so I, I typically will bring some cigars with me, and, and I share them blind. Where I take the bands off, and so I brought the Jose Dominguez Fino Maduro because Dave blinded me on it once, and I was guessing twelve, thirteen dollars on that cigar, and it's like six bucks. So I brought it with me to blind them on it, and uh, nobody got it. Uh, the next up is the 2283 Sublime Size, which I love. That's a go-to for me, too. Uh, Floyd Lorraine Quattro Natural. Uh, my brother doesn't like it that that's the one in my humidor because he prefers the Maduro. So I half buy it to piss him off and half because I love it. See, I prefer the natural, too, because I get notes of praline and cream. Praline. Hmm. Takes me back I, to I my- need more of this, it, whatever that was. Wow, it, take, it takes me back to my dad. It was something he's, my dad used to do Barry, all the time. He's doing Barry, doubling up. Which is uh, also about cigars. Half they, the shot, though, because in they, case some jackass is to shoot it. They trigger memories, and that particular cigar triggers a memory for me. So uh, the barbecue guys, they actually get money when they do that? I know. This is ridiculous. I, we need to get paid for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aganorsa, Connecticut, Robusto, by the box. Uh, Spirit of Art, by the box. 
company no longer makes that cigar. Great cigar. I bought four boxes, I think. And uh, Guardian of the Farm. And that was random. Like, like, you know, I went through your list. It was like something you hadn't smoked in like three months, four months. Well, I smoke it weekly in the store. It's a store smoke. Right. I don't take it home often. Dave, any surprises on his list? Uh, no. No. That's, uh, I, I see him going to those type of things over and over and over. I, I like my salespeople to actually branch out. Uh, when that happens, is usually me grabbing the cigar and blinding. Like, There's you know, 10 different cigars on the list. There's no repeats there, buddy. I'm pretty branched out. There's Aladino and Aladino. That's the first two. Aladino, Connecticut. Yeah. What do you think of it? I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I Everybody throws around now. Uh, you see it on social media. Is it your grandfather's Connecticut? Barry started that. Um <laughs> <laughs> that was an I, unintentional I, no. I leaned on the bike. <laughs> um, but this is, I would say, not your grandfather's Connecticut for a specific reason because there's the, the flavor notes on it are extremely subtle, extremely subtle. It's milder than your grandfather's Connecticut in my estimation. It's very mild. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? <laughs> Each week we pick a different battle, and today I might end the marriage. Yeah, baby. You're stranded on a desert island with your wife and your dog. You're out of food, and starvation has set in. No question. Do you kill your wife or your dog in order to survive? And Dave, be careful, because we know Dean Martin and your wife are both listening. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, Dean, Martin, only- Dean Martin's get, getting old, and he's fatter than my wife. I'd get a lot, a lot out of him. Uh, Dean would be delicious, and I, and I know he eats well. He, he's uh, he eats good food, and uh, he'd be delicious. So, uh, my wife is quite a bit larger than my dog <laughs> by a fair margin. So, uh, I still got to kill the dog because. He can't deliver what I need out of my wife, so I, it's got to be the dog. I'm sorry, Mickey. Ed mm. Sullivan, you have a dog and a wife, too. <sighs> this is very difficult. And she doesn't listen. <laughs> she doesn't listen, but today is my 23rd anniversary. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out how does that factor in? Does well, it make I, me more or less likely? First off, I like that you're celebrating with us. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are family. Um, The dog is pretty new. He's only two years old. And this is wife number two. Correct. Yeah. I'm going to have to keep the wife. Keep the wife, eat the dog. Yeah, I just think the dog would be tastier, you know, younger and more tender. If you cook her slow and low, though. I don't have a sous vide on the island. That's a... You don't know that for a fact. I should have asked that question. Yeah, I just fired wood, and uh, I'm going to go with something I know. I've eaten my wife before, so I'm going to have her. Oh, oh. my God. Uh. This segment has been brought to you also Dave by Asylum Cigars. That. No, he wouldn't. Dave would never say that. I was trying to figure out which one of your wives I would make that comment about, and I couldn't come up with one. Get in my belly. Oh, well played, Ed Sullivan. Wow, uh, Dave would never say that. 
that's just, uh, so, just so, wrong. So I got to tell you, when I ran a report on Ed Sullivan, that was one painful, <laughs> difficult report. I had to go back years. Here's the thing about Ed Sullivan. He finds something that he likes, and he smokes that. That's it. That's it. He, he, he is an anomaly because you're a brand loyalist. Yeah, I may I deviate more in the store smokes, but when I'm buying something, it's that's something that's well-known. And something that I know I'm going to like. Yeah, this this is a flawed report because in the store, I smoke a much bigger variety. But the thing is, I'm talking about a hard-earned money. I still have to buy the cigars in the store, Barron's. Spend more when you're buying them for your personal use. Yeah, More per cigar, but I spend more in the store than I do for personal use. Anyway, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. My show. It's my party. Yeah. You don't like it? No, now that I'm drunk, I'm belligerent. You're always belligerent. Now you're playing Barry to the T. Might have to get another thing. Although I'm afraid to ask her more because freaking Sean's going to ask me to shoot it again. So the first six months of purchases with Ed Sullivan were basically the first two on his list. Wow. (laughs) You're really that hardcore? I I really buy an absurd number of Neanderthals. Yeah. Um, Absurd amount. SGP probably... I would say the bulk of the HOXDs that we even get in I can the tell store. you guys this. If you were to wake up randomly in the middle of the night and felt like you needed to text somebody and get a response back, Ed Sullivan will respond back oh. because he gets up at 3.30 in the morning. Right. He smoked four cigars by the time I see him at mm-hmm. 8 o'clock in the morning. He smokes Damn. a lot of cigars, and he is known around here. Uh, as a whale, and a whale, <laughs> a whale is a customer that spends a lot, a lot of money, and they're on a list, and you know how it works. And we have this whales list, and Ed's been on it for twenty years. And He's a whale with his discount. Yeah, that's true. He's a whale with his discount for store smokes. <laughs> and when you go to twoguyscigars.com and you're trying to buy the Neanderthal HOXD and it's out of stock, it's because He's of him. He's the reason. Yeah, I mean, in a pinch, I have bought boxes of HNs. I don't like to invest that much in a box of cigars. Too many I, cigars in a box? It's a 50 count in yeah. there for a not inexpensive cigar. But the other one I buy a ton of are the Perdomo Small Batch. Yes, you half do. Half Coronas. And that's my go-to. But you get the Connecticut. It's my go-to milder cigar. I think the flavor on it's great. No, that cigar is exceptional. The youngest tobacco in that cigar is 12 years old. I am drunk. <laughs> Perfect. I can barely put words together. Okay. You're fitting the role. Yeah. Oh. And not, now I'm going to... And I'm hungry. <laughs> I, I'm going to speed up a little bit in the interest of the time since I'm staring at the clock. Yeah. Um, Back-to-back Connecticut, I think it's a good bargain cigar. Yes, it is. Again, mm-hmm. I usually go strong or mild, not too Although much. Although the Nicaraguan 60 is the better of that line, but you ain't yeah, smoking no 60. Whatever. Jonathan, yeah. this is not your list. Yeah. Yeah, I'm drunk and I don't care, so. <laughs> oh, God. He shut his mic off. <laughs> wow. We, we, we could always use the Damari buzzer on <laughs> that, here. That never happens here. That's beautiful. So uh, you are my hero. <laughs> then I've got, <laughs> I've got uh, three. And Dave, I know nobody buys them, but I've got three different Lanceros on my list. I got the Moistra de Saca Lancero. Yeah. I've got the Atabe Spiritus. Oh, this is a nice big one. And the this Tabernacle. To, that'll finish Lancero. you off. <laughs> Other Jonathan. than that. Jonathan likes them big. 
You know, Romacraft makes another appearance with the Fomorian because it's, I think, the only smokable. No drunk texting over there, Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> uh, I agree with that. That's probably the best Candeller on the market that's available yeah. on a semi-regular basis. Now that few others have stopped being made and or on hiatus, I should say. One other I enjoy from Mr. Saka is the scene Compromiso number two. And we'll actually uh, got another one from Nick Melillo, High, High Clare Castle. I think that's wow. also a very good mild cigar. And we close it out with this one will surprise you, Dave. The Julius Caesar Perfecto. I like it. It's a nice short oh, yeah. smoke with a ton of flavor. That, yep. That's a cigar that's uh, <laughs> he's, he's oh, absolutely <laughs> wasted. That's a cigar that you can only get at a Diamond Crown Lounge, correct? He's I'm going to say yes. It's wasted. correct. <laughs> yeah, Barry, you and I are going to have to handle this, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think Mr. Jonathan's going to stay here today. Usually he leaves right after the show. I don't think he can. He's actually pretty wasted. All right, after this mess and this debacle, we'll have the after show, which will be recorded immediately following, and my performance gets critiqued. The boys weigh in and put me on the hot seat. You can tune in Wednesday to hear about that yourself, and uh, I guess we're going to skip our final thoughts at Tiano. We'll get to that when we come back after this break, and when we come back, we'll look at the last 10 cigars purchased by Dave and me. Will our choices shock you, or will it be what you expect? We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create the this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection.
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium-to-full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar! Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over! La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. 
the premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry, is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello, this is Justo Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Somebody call Ozzy because we've gone off the rails off on the crazy the rails. I don't know what you're talking about. And we're back and I'm still in the captain's seat. And I guess that makes Mr. Jonathan Mr. Sulu. We continue to look at what the boys smoke when it's time to make a purchase. That's Hans Sulu to you. And uh, we didn't get to wrap up the uh, Tainio Robusto. I'm tasting Thoughts, uh, cold air. Mr. Topless. So this is one you don't want to go. I, I'm telling you to go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and subscribe to us, but you actually don't want to watch this mess, <laughs> especially what happened in between the break. That During the break, you can actually see what goes on, yeah. which some of the best stuff happens, <laughs> not in this case. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a bearskin rung on the, on the panel. Mr. Jonathan, had a four, four, he's a little warm because he drank so much rum. But so, I, buried, I buried the shit out of that last segment. So he had four layers on. So I thought he was just going to take one layer off, two layers off. He took all four layers off, and he's shirtless now, and I'm, I'm hanging out with you. If I, drink, uh, if I drink the rest of what Barry poured me, I might be so warm the pants might have to come off. I'm just saying. All right. So and I don't wear BBDs. Yeah, so stop. Final thoughts on the tying you? Yeah, I can tell you Jonathan's final thoughts. I think it, it made his nipples hard. Yeah, that could so. have been the pinching. In, oh, right. uh, well, Pamela, who's one of our guests in the audience, said she had jumper cables. I got excited. <laughs> he tried the Vertigo Commissioner, which is the lighter of the day today, and he tried burning some of the hair. Well, I, we, we could see it from here. He I definitely thought, burned some of the hair. I thought maybe I could use a little manscaping. Yeah, you're a hairy guy on, on the Thanks. rest of the body, but not so much on the top of the head, right? But whatever. All right, let's light up our second cigar, Jonathan. Why don't you tell us what we're going to smoke? Try not to screw this one up. (laughs) (laughs) Today's second cigar is the Aladino Connecticut Toro, manufactured in Honduras by JRE. Oh, we were talking about the cigar. The size that we're smoking is the 6x50 Toro. The wrapper is Connecticut. The binder is Honduran. The fillers are Honduran. It is not part of the Cigar Authority care package, and the single price is going to set you back eight ninety nine. While not why, while a box of twenty is one fifty eight ninety nine for savings of almost twenty one dollars or thirteen percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. And it's uh, time to cut out cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So this is one I wish was part of the care package, but it came in recently and wasn't able to because we didn't have all that many. Uh, But I urge you to try this cigar. I, right now, a, I am smoking the hell out of it. The cold drawer has a vanilla cedar to it. Very tasty before you light it. Very nice. Now, his brother is known, that's Christian, for cutting the trees down the same day that they make the boxes. On the waning moon. Don't don't mention moon. <laughs> he might lose another article of <laughs> I only have one left. 
Um, do you think that folks at Aladino do the same thing? Do you think that's a family trait? It would have to be. You would assume family the, secrets. The cedar, the cedar is fairly prevalent in this, which I'm a fan of. So we're going to use the Vertigo Commissioner, uh, $29.99. It's a one action. You just click the button. It's great for moving body hair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but it's slim. It's slim in your pocket. It's a nice lighter. And it looks like, I would say, anybody else's brand name on this, $60. Twenty nine ninety nine. It's got the bullet punch built in the bottom for emergency uses. I don't like going to it, but it's good emergency use. I like the straight cut all the time. Somebody's asking on the chat room if I would eat a donut. If someone brings a donut right now, I will put that donut in this temple. Wow. I'm not admitting to eating it. See, so if you drank all the time, you'd eat worse because you don't care about it. Again, anything. I did not commit to eating the donut. I just said I would put it in the temple. Oh. Jonathan, can can you maybe explain that no. bad tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a dare. It was a oh. dare. You know, I don't I don't know if you, you guys I'm I'm a geek. I, I'm a Trekkie. I like Star Wars. Yeah. If it's science fiction, I'm going to watch it. The side of this lighter, the Lotus logo looks like the Star Trek insignia. Ah. That, that's and that is the pot that it breathes. Yes, you know, and it just looks like Starfleet. But I digress. Yeah, put it over here. So if you're if you're a uh, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek geek, you got this <laughs> on there. I don't know if anybody sees it. <laughs> don't look. Don't. I'm sorry. I put that up there. <laughs> you, so, you can't unlook at that. So Dave, each week you tell us you prefer mild cigars. Yeah. Um, but what were the last 10 cigars you grabbed at the register? So do I go backwards or forwards? It's or? up to you. You All can right. go from the middle out. So, your list. Uh, La Giana Corona Natural and the La Giana Bambino Maduro. You have them side by side, and that's probably because I went and got them both immediately. Well, hang on a second. There's one, a story behind that as well. It's one brand. Yeah. So, I, I, so the new La Giana packaging came in, and the first thing we have to do, because everybody sees when packaging changes, oh, the cigar changed, and it didn't. The band changed, the box changed. Which, by the way, is pretty damn cool. Yes, it is. And there's a whole story behind that. But the cigars come in. First thing I have to do, and this goes for every brand that comes out anyway. I usually go to the thing that came in. I'm re repeating, especially if it's our, if it's our brand. Let's try it. You're making a lot of eye contact right now. Are you sure you don't want to just look at? <laughs> it's kind of hard. All this I mean, magnificence. It's like driving by a car accident on the highway. You have to look. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's a train wreck. Wait till the pants come off. I'm almost done this last. <laughs> So La, of, uh, La Giana Corona Natural and La Giana Bambino Maduro, back-to-back uh, -back with those. Then I went to Byron, and uh, the Poema, the Grand Poema, and the Elegantes. Yeah, boom, they, boom, boom. No, they all showed up at uh, okay. different spots throughout your top ten. Okay, I tried I to keep know. it ten brands. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about those cigars. When any principal owner of a manufacturing company comes in, Dave shares with them. Atabe or Byron, depending on what their flavor profile is. And this was a ah, manufacturer coming in. Okay. And that's what happened there. And um, LFD 1994, because Lito Gomez came up. Yes, he and did. I, and I smoked uh, the LFD 1994 while he smoked whatever he smoked. Um, they don't like to say what they smoke. They typically don't smoke their cigar when we're alone. Right. You know, what do I got to try or what do you want to try? I got to, you know, we got a whole ton of different things in here. For the record, that guy does not sleep. 
because we were here till midnight and he wasn't even yawning. Yeah. And he barely slept from the night before. He flew in and flew in, yeah. full drive. Yeah. So, uh, what a night. That was a great night. It was great. Um, we went out to dinner and then we came back to have cigars and we stayed till after midnight talking. And uh, the stories were unbelievable. We could do it. I wish we were running tape. I mean, the stories were fantastic of how he started when he came into this country and all the things. Be- he before he came into this country, he was in Canada as an yeah. immigrant in Canada, yeah. working yeah. As, a, as a dishwasher, then a busboy. I mean, that. You want to talk about it? And then the jewelry business, right? Yeah. And he got held yeah. up in the jewelry business. And he said, that's it. I'm out. Yeah. You want to talk about a dude that has no aversion to work. His idea of going to work is not just go to work, but be the best guy at that job Best dishwasher. Ever. Best table clearer. Best everything. And, and, and the highlight of that had to be the real Mr. Jonathan Carney. He was there. He was there. You guys uh, want to see something messed up? Ed Sullivan, I'm going to need a close-up on this. Oh, Please don't. Of all the hair I have on my body, none here. And you're going to have to watch the video to know. <laughs> Is that manscaped? There's something going on there. <laughs> no doubt. So this must have been at the end of a, a long day, an Atabay Ritos, which is what I go to for celebration. For Actually, myself. you smoked that with the new Miami cigar wrap. Oh, really? Mm. Or Toro. He came over to ah. Nashua, and he told me I finally got to try the Ritos. Okay, I We did. didn't talk about any of his cigars, because you don't have to tell me about right. cigars. I worked there. Ed was on vacation at Santa Maria, and he raved about the Atabay. Yeah. Uh, Bandolero, Colossals, and Picaros. Um, so I've been going to Bandolero. Mm lately um toscano so i'm all over the place yeah there's not a lot of mild cigars on this list right uh a toscano and then i go to the aroa first 20 robusto phenomenal yeah um la galera cubes the connecticut short that's a go-to in the morning i'll Mm -hmm. grab that first thing in the morning this one has a little head scratching behind it it does to me too sincar permiso intrepido two cigars two of them two of them who are you smoking with? I don't know. I do I do remember somebody coming in. It was a, a rep and said that they had never smoked it. And he said, oh, I'm taking two. Let's light this up. Yeah. I just can't remember who. And uh, Studio 21 number three. This is something I'm working on, changing packaging mm-hmm. and things like that. So let me smoke the cigar while I'm thinking about the mm-hmm. packaging. And that's where I went with the last uh, – <laughs> Ten things. I can catch Did a I... glimpse of uh, Jonathan's tattoo. It looks like a prison tattoo. <laughs> the bulldog, it yeah. says. The it's, bull... not, it's not high your, end. Was that your nickname? The, uh, the bulldog is uh, a style of mooning. <laughs> oh, where <no. laughs> the bulldog has not been castrated. Let's just say that. You you tuck the bulldog into You tuck things yeah. <laughs> and there's mooning. I, I'm thinking it might have been a female bulldog and Jonathan's a little, but we'll leave yeah. that as he tells us what's up. In the cigar it's world. Time really? For what's, what's up? In the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And first up in our cigar news today is United Cigars announces a collaboration with Hammer and Sickle Cigars. 
According to a press release, Ceres Unidas or Unidas has been a work in progress for many years and an idea of a collaboration between United Cigars and other cigar brands. It seemed to be a natural step after the success of their Firecracker limited releases. Ceres Unidas. What? That's how you say it. Serious Unitas. It's not the word serious at all. It's serious. That's how you say it. And so do you understand how to say it. Seriously, serious, you need us. <laughs> and that's how you say it. Serious Unitas. I went through it. Hashtag whatever. It is. This was uh, one that was close to our hearts as it was a result uh, as a result, it was chosen to be the launch collaboration, and this was something that started, and I know firsthand, yeah. with Eric Hansen, and after his tragic passing, yeah. uh, a little bit of a delay put on it, but then put back out. Uh, Miami Cigar and Company announces the La Aurora 107 Zeppelin at IPCPR, and uh, that's a new cigar for them. In Colorado, the House Bill 1333 is going to create a tax on nicotine products at 62% of wholesale price and increase the tax on tobacco products by 22% of the wholesale price. Minnesota moves to pass a 21-plus tobacco bill. Uh, It's been passed by the House, and a similar bill is moving through the Senate. Should that pass, the bills would need to be consolidated before heading to the governor's desk. Vermont House supports a tobacco purchasing age increase of 21. All the kids are doing it. If you are a felon and in prison... In the state of Vermont, you can still vote. Yeah, but you can't have a cigar. With towns, cities, and states moving in the direction of 21 plus, the companies Rite Aid and Walgreens raise their selling age of tobacco products to 21 on their own. There's no law. They're just as companies deciding to do that. What's behind that? And new to twoguyscigars.com, as discussed earlier, is the Aladino Corojo Reserve Toro, of which I've smoked now about three boxes. Okay. We're smoking the Aladino Connecticut. What an elegant cigar. If you are into things like Ashton, Diamond Crown, even Davidoff type of thing, I'd put this in there. So what a great value, right? What a... What, be careful. Yeah, Dropping ash. the ash could have a whole new meaning right now, <laughs> being shirtless. Yeah. Can you put your shirt on? Seriously? No. So <laughs> I, nobody likes this. So I just picked up a note on this that I haven't picked up before, and it was on the retro hail. But I picked up a serious, serious note of butterscotch. Like mm-hmm. serious unitas? That's right. There you go. If I had a bell, I'd ring it. Serious un- There we go. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, this is somewhat of a vacation. If Jonathan had clothes on or something, that there's not a lot for me to do, and <laughs> no. I'm actually enjoying myself, having a scotch, smoking a cigar, enjoying. There's not not a lot. Here. Ed, I'm going to need another close up just for you folks watching on YouTube and, and, uh, and Facebook I'm Live. I would definitely do this again in the driver's seat. Yeah, good, without a doubt. You can have it. <laughs> oh, look at. He retro retro healed. There's not a cough behind it. I'm Barry Stein now. Ah, drinking some black coffee because you got a big shot. Yeah, right I wouldn't there. be drinking the coffee. I'd be, uh, Are you challenging me right I'd now? I'd be manning up and I would shoot that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, he's a double shot, so he's got six in him at least. That was a triple. Yeah. You're putting a dent in that bottle. Well, <laughs> you, know what you, you know what you don't want is uh, the after show. You don't want to listen to the after it's going to be a friggin' train wreck. At least you won't have to see anything. Right. Right. So I'm going to move over to my top ten list, and uh, 
Mine were actually star smokes because in the winter, I'm not allowed to smoke in the house. Wow. It's too cold to sit on the deck. Um, so I am not a customer in the cold weather months. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. Uh, and I removed the cigars that I had to, uh, that I took out for review. So, <laughs> so we just got a, we just got a note from our cue card girl Jessica from the ash holes. Come on over here, stop in front of the camera. It, yeah, just go right up here. And we're not going to tell you what it says, so you're going to have to go to YouTube to see what this says. And it, it's it is, show it. it Hold is that up. It is classic. All I'm going to say is that my brother is a saint. Yeah, he's good people. Huh. <laughs> yeah, she just caught a glimpse of Jonathan. She's disgusted with herself. I know HR is going to want to talk to me, but can we have Jess on the next time we drink? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the last 10 prints I purchased uh, is this cigar that we're smoking right now, the Aladino, Connecticut. Since it's come in this week, I've easily gone through a box. Wow. Mm. I'm not a mild cigar smoker, although you might disagree when we get through this list. Hmm. There's just something about this cigar that you don't have to think about it. You know, it's not overly complex. It's straightforward. Not a lot going on, but it's one of those cigars that I want to be in a hammock. I disagree or with on it, the beach that it has smoking, <clears throat> that it doesn't have a lot going on for how mild it is. Flavor wise, it's a 10. There's a lot of flavor, but it's because it's you straight, can't, it's straightforward. There's not, they cannot be using Lajero in this. They can't. It's straightforward. That's, That's right. right, Patrick. People Feast your <laughs> eyes, buddy. People are coming up. They're disgusted. He's drunk. No. He's, that's it. He can't have lunch. Ruined his appetite. I've also smoked. You guys keep this up. Pants are coming off. I'm just letting you know right now, and I'm going to have to remove my boots for that. I've also smoked a common denominator with a lot of the employees at Two Guys Smoke Shop, the Aladino Corojo Reserva. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. The, the Toro. The, uh, the Robusto, although... There were more Robustos in my last 10 brands than Toros. All right. Uh, the La Aurora 115th anniversary, mm-hmm. specifically the Grand Toro. Okay. Um, Neanderthal HOXDs. When, um, when I don't when get When Ed to Sullivan it. leaves a box behind, I'll grab a couple well, they, of singles. They come into Nashua, so Barry really has first dibs on them. Yeah, I have to rush before you <laughs> or tomorrow right get the hands on them. And then I go back-to-back with Agonorsa Leaf, the, the, the Habano. And the Connecticut, which is not your grandfather's Connecticut. <laughs> this is like your uncle's Connecticut, the one we're smoking right now, the Aganorsa Leaf. I mean, the Aladino, Connecticut. But not the uncle that touches you in a way that makes you uncomfortable. No, I, I keep my shirt There's on. There's such Obviously, a thing? That happened to Jonathan. <laughs> um, the Henry Clay Warhawk I've been smoking a lot of. Mm. Uh, Charter Oak, Connecticut. You are a mild cigar smoker. I, I am thinking I have changed. Mm-hmm. I think I am, you know, I might be a new man. I, it's, it's balanced. It's 50-50. I thought my list would be 90% full. No, nah, between you and Ed Sullivan, you guys both are addicted to flavor. Not You guys aren't full. You can handle full-bodied smokers, right. and I think that becomes the danger of labeling There is no addiction in cigars. Somebody. We are drawn to flavorful, flavorful things. Hmm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cabaguan Guapos. Uh, I have no response. Tatuaje. And uh, the Padron. So for now. And the Padron 89 TAA, the Maduro, I've been smoking a lot of. Really? The Maduro? The Maduro. I, like I find it. on that, the natural is the absolute shining star. Yeah, I just, I like that Padron strength that the Maduro carries. That has Padron strength times two in the Maduro, in my opinion. 
Dave, why don't you give us a mailbag while I look for the, uh, I look for the uh, current calendar? The following message was submitted from the Contact Us tab on the CigarAuthority.com where you can write or record your message there. And just so everybody knows at home that are listening to the podcast on Monday, he hand wrote that so he didn't forget on every mailbag. And then highlighted it. And highlighted it. So, and I also went on. In pink. On, <laughs> playing the role of Mr. Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> I went on it to see, and I tested. I wrote to my, I wrote, because I never look at these things. You do. And I actually recorded one to see if that ended up working. Nobody goes on there to record. There's a record button, and you can actually do that. Uh, don't be long-winded, but if you do a short thing, maybe we'll use it. But uh, Tracker Gift says, hello, my name is Tracker from Tucson, Arizona. I smoke medium to full-bodied cigars normally. As we talk about strength in different sizes, I have to agree with Mr. Jonathan. From my of course he does. My, from my experience, if you had two cigars from Brand X, one being a 6x50 Toro, the other being a 6x46 Corona, both the same length, uh, not that uh, different for time burn, I get a lot more nicotine kick from the Toro. I feel it in my chest slightly in my head uh, where I really get that feeling of uh, with smaller ring gauge cigars. Uh, trying to stir the pot because I would disagree. Yeah, I totally on disagree. That. First time he ever ordered online, I thought it was uh, fraud <laughs> because it's traffic tra- gift. It's just a very unique name. Yeah, and he's. I'm getting uh, a lot of requests, customer. by the way, in uh, all three chat boxes to remove my pants. So no, <laughs> no. possibly, possibly I, in I, the last half hour. I would like you. you you've been listening your to the or, cigar authority on the United Cigar, or better yet. <laughs> The after show, which would be better, just to hear the response of the two of you. I'd like to shut myself off, by the way. I've reached a point where I cannot, I can't handle being more drunk than this. Dave, please pour him another one. No. No, Be an enabler. And uh, upcoming cigar shows next week, uh, we'll be talking about building a new cigar brand for the long term as the 34th anniversary tickets go on sale and we'll be joined by Mole Malley of Patina Cigars. May 11th, we'll be talking to you why cigars are good for you. Yes, good for you. And then uh, we'll move up. We'll move a little bit to June 8th. Jonathan's going to try to take the show back. It'll be the Mr. Jonathan show. As far as I'm concerned, and from sitting where I'm sitting, you've killed it. So I think you should take over that show. And I should be the drunk guy. Yeah, I'm going to wait till he's sober before I should be the drunk guy on the show. And I'll just (laughs) take, because you can't drive with that bottle, I'll just take that bottle. And I'll drink it on my side of the, the stage, and you can be over there. Do you like rum? I don't dislike it. <laughs> yeah. but I, what I'm thinking is it should be the naked show. No way. They did that on the Ash yeah, no. before, uh, and that was before. They don't do it anymore. No, 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 no. I disagree with your uh, Jessica's assessment. The, Je- Jessica's now on the, the Ash Holes, and the naked show is They turned into a bunch of cowards. And a show that Jonathan will definitely keep his clothes on will be the father and daughter cigar show as <laughs> Dave's daughter is joining us. Yes. Uh, we'll smoke La Gianna. This, how's this? This is the first time she's hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> and if she's listening, she's like, what? But and, yeah, uh, Gianna's got, coming on. We've got a whole bunch of some really good shows. She's on. really coming on the show? Yeah. That's what I have written down. <laughs> the, the, the fight so, starts when I get home. For the, for the record and for everyone listening... Gianna really rules a roost at home. Is that right? She is the boss of that house. Yeah. Dave's the boss here until Gianna walks in, and then it's whatever G wants. I've seen it. Yeah. 
All right. For anyone who comes to Two Guys Smoke Shop up in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the chandelier above the stairs is the height that it is because Gianna said that's the height it should be. We need a buzzer. So go ahead. Put them on. I want to hear this. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to see if you could do this, but it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Oh, geez, he just unbuttoned his pants. Can't unsee that. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. This better not be our Asylum best show ever. Cigars. <laughs> Although most cockroaches don't actually produce milk, Diploptera punctate is the only known cockroach to give birth to live young and has been shown to pump out a type of milk to <laughs> milk containing protein crystals to feed its babies. You can milk anything with nipples. The fact that an insect produces milk is pretty fascinating, but what fascinated researchers is the fact that a single one of these protein crystals contains more than three times the amount of energy found in equivalent amount of buffalo milk, which is also higher in calories than regular cow's milk. Clearly milking a... (laughs) Jesus Christ, I'm drunk. (laughs) Clearly milking a cockroach isn't the most feasible option, so... An international team of scientists headed by researchers decided to sequence the genes responsible for producing the milk protein crystals to see if they could somehow replicate them in a lab. That's not only insane. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? That's asylum. This was better when you were sober, right? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Was it? It was terrible. I think my asylum bits are safe. Yeah. You're not going to lose that gig. So we're at the halfway point. You notice of our, how loud he's talking and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's talking loud. He's a loud, obnoxious drunk. I think he, he I think is playing me Barry up. though with the drinking stuff going on. I can't hang with Barry though because he can drink. Yeah, I'll put you on. He's like, table. oh, I'll I'll take another shot. I'm like, dude, I'm buzzing right now. No, I could take another two shots. See, the problem with putting Jonathan under the table, he'll be like, okay, and he'll go under the table. Yeah, he'll be like, slow like down, it. pal. Yeah, with, with his rib. Oh, now you want me to slow down? <laughs> Stacking dimes right here. <laughs> Stacking dimes. Are you welding? No, the, the ash looks like a whole bunch of. At uh, dime stacked on it. This the, is the Mike clearly Demario. the ring gauge of nickels, so we're stacking nickels. No, that's dimes. That's <laughs> that's not even dimes. You're giving him validation. Dimes Mike. would be a corona of some kind. This what's, is nickels. Which is a 50 ring gauge? Which would be the ring gauge of a dime. I don't think so. Do you think it's a coincidence that a ring gauge is 164th of an inch and a nickel is 50 ring gauge? Is it? Yes. You sure? He made that I'm up. willing to bet my pants on it. <laughs> are you? Uh, thankfully, I can see you, the Are you? Line. You win. You win. <laughs> How's that? You never hear that out of me. <laughs> it's time to take a break. Yeah. And thankfully, I can see the finish line to this debacle. The last half hour of the Barry Takeover is in our sights. 
We're live for the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Did you say take my pants off? Dave, I need an appointment with HR, please. Yes. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. They say in a marathon, the hardest stretch is the last mile. Will I pull in Mikel Eckville or will I cross the finish line in style? And who is Mikel Eckville? <clears throat> Mikel Eckville was a Swedish runner who in the, uh, I think it was the 2008 Olympics, uh, basically lost control of his bodily functions. Oh, there was the a lady last, that did that in Boston, too. Yeah, in the last mile. I just did race. that right now. Was it Rosie Ruiz? No, she uh, cheated. She oh, took she's the, the subway cheated? or something. Yeah. yeah, which is a good way of going, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm thinking of changing up the, uh, the the offer today, but before I get to that and make a final decision, Dave, let's uh, take a look at a mailbag. All right. Um, we just got a mailbag in that said, I should take more clothes off. No, we did not. The following message is sent to us by on the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com where you can write or record your message. This one is coming from Vargo from Chicago. Drink for Dave. Um, I think that this drink is uh, good for Dave. Uh, bourbon cider, bubbly and easy drinking. One pot bourbon, one teaspoon to a tablespoon of sugar for taste, two dashes of bitter, three pots dry hard cider, cherry and orange peel, Garnish. Dave, I gave you that three weeks ago. Why didn't you supply us with a beverage? <laughs> All right. I have one right here. Uh, hey, hold Look on a minute. Oh, no. Drinking out of the bottle. He's out of control. So see, see, part of this thing of you taking charge yeah. is to take charge. And it's off the rails. It's off the rails. That's so a you good thing. You nah, failed. It would never would have happened with me in charge. This is the greatest I'm getting show. naked next week. It is in terrible. the history of shows. I disagree completely. And it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day, where it might get a little bit worse. It's time to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price, 
And would you do this? And for how much? I'm going to pull a wild card. Oh, great. Originally, it was going to be something involving Dave's money, but for $50 of my money. I'm in. Will you finish the rest of that bottle in oh, one God. chuck? No. No, then my brother would actually have to come pick me up. He does have to come pick me up. <laughs> yeah. He does have to come I pick plan me. on sleeping on the couch in is the it, secondary seating area. There's a third of this bottle left. Yeah, and I would have added another $50 if you did it with the binder clip on your nipple. Ooh. I'll put the clip on no, my nipple. No, but it's only if you do the rum. Yeah, other than that, I, who's the YMCA guys? Village people. Village people. He's got a village people thing going on. With a, he, put a I cape, he put a cape on now. He's got a gun on the side. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sick thing going on. You should just hand me the gun. I think hand me the gun. what you're referring to is Justin Timberlake. I'm bringing sexy back. I don't think so. I don't think so. This is not what do you I thought. Get, do you think this is where the show is going to go? I had no idea. <laughs> but if I drink half of the bottle that's left out of my boot, do I get anything? A, a hearty pat on the back. That's weak. Yeah, I like when Dave's in the helm because he's got the I, I money to what. throw around. I tell you what, you do half the bottle out of your boot, the cigar of your choice. And it could be like a $30 cigar. So it's half the bottle. It's going to come out to more than half the value of the $50. <sighs> Mama liked to party when you were in her belly Drinking she did some Mama liked to party when you were in her belly That's why you are dumb Yeah I'm going to say Ed Sullivan just said Uh-uh, no yeah, way, I don't know how <laughs> Let's move on The idea is to keep You're in charge and you're supposed to keep this on the rails That's part of that's, being in charge nah, it's, it's too much fun to keep it on the rails Right, go off the rails Ah uh, Dave, we, give us another mailbag Alright, let's do it This is from Carson M-I-K-U-L-A, instead of saying his name wrong. Uh, I'm intrigued by Dave's resilience to drink, the inability to find a drink he enjoys, although I don't smoke often. I enjoy weekend cocktails. I'm surprised to find you can't find anything you like. Uh, I made my dad an old-fashioned with bourbon, sugar, and orange bitters. Uh, sugar mellows out the drink. I got to try an old-fashioned. I never did. So that's been brought to me a couple of times. Um you're looking for something more sour, uh, a lemon-lime-based drink, such as a margarita. Nah, that's kind of – I don't want it to be um, feminine. He's Yeah, he's, he's stuck in a conundrum because he doesn't want to drink and have a problem, and he also doesn't want to drink he's and enjoy it. Yeah, he's mentioning Grand Marnier and Bailey's and coffee and all that. And Bailey's and coffee, I like it. But that's – I'm looking for a manly-type drink. But would you say that oh, the old-fashioned is a manly drink? No. No, not at all. But and if, if we put – Time out. There's nothing wrong with a, a Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier after a nice dinner. It sounds very feminine. No, yeah. After a nice dinner, it's a nice If you take nice Grand drink. Marnier and you inject testosterone into it, though, then you'll grow oh, hair out of your nipples. That's okay, too. But a manly drink is an old-fashioned it's old fashioned. Just for the You're record, just for the record, half the people that said yes <laughs> have a vagina. <laughs> she knows her drinks. She does. She, can, she actually does. She can she's, hold a drink. She she's can hold, tougher than I you. am in every way. I'm like you. Yeah, let's go to the classic three way. I object. Epic rap battles. Oh, work, 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 work. 
now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today no drunk with a texting. classic cigar. No drunk texting. So every week... I haven't even touched my phone! Every week you break my chops about cheating. You got your laptop open. You got your phone facing up. I've never been convicted or accused of cheating. I've so, accused you numerous times of and cheating. And they're at least on a 45-second delay. You can yeah. see I don't have a Google also, browser. Barry... Look at the state he's in. Yeah. Let him have it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm right. trying to say I something got, about I, my cape at something. I got this. I got four questions and one tiebreaker. That's five questions, you dink. And I can say that because you're not Dave. And you're not my boss. So it's it, it's me. And you're not my Jonathan. dad, Rick. Yeah, it's Dave Ed. versus Jonathan versus Ed. I got this. Which is and really just me Paul, versus me. Paul Daniel Freely. Freely. Better known as Ace Freely. Ah. He is an American musician and songwriter, best known as the original lead guitarist, occasional lead vocalist, vocalist, and co-founding member of the band KISS. He invented the persona of the Spaceman, a.k.a. Space Ace, and he was born today, Ace Freely. I'm going to change my... Dave, we'll start with you, because I think yeah, I won last week. My pen stopped working, but I'm going to go... Maybe if you were switch. prepared for the show... 1950. You took your shirt off. 1950, I'm going to go with. What do you got? 1945. Ah. Because I'm what you call a winner. But I had 1946. Ah. Let's see whose biceps win this one, Ed Sullivan. And the correct answer was 1951. Meaning Dave gets the point. Point for me. Ring that bell. Hit the bell. <laughs> That's how to do it. Barry, you don't have to listen to him. You're the boss right now. How do you start? <laughs> Boom! Just like that. Like I've been doing this my whole life. Go ahead. Known for dashes and dots, Samuel Morse was born in Charlestown, Massachusetts, and he contributed to the invention of the single wire telegraph system based on the European telegraphs, and he was the co-developer of the Morse code. Born today, Samuel Morse. I'm waiting until Cheater Dave has his answer. I got it. I already have mine. Ed Sullivan, you were around during that time. Yeah. That's He's not fair. He's in 45 seconds to get the answer. Well, whose turn is it? Jonathan's. 1701. That's a little early. I, I think 1817, as I recall. And I got, 18, <laughs> and I got 1840. <laughs> Jonathan, you're over. The correct answer was 1791. Which means I'm under, you under. friggin' douchebag, which means I win and get the point. It's true. It's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the year? The, just for the record, Dave just said it's true that I called Barry a douchebag. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Dave, I got a slam dunk for you. You usually give me a sports question. All right. But this one's for you. So. As our resident person whose name ends in a vowel. Benito Mussolini, ah. one of the main leaders of the Axis powers during World War II, 
Mussolini founded the Italian Fascist Party and was called Il Duce, or the leader, by its members. In this capacity, he governed Italy from 1922 until his dismissal in 1943, following Italy's collapse in World War II. He was captured on this day oh, by come Italian on. Parisians at you Lake You gave away Volvo, the whole answer. Captured today, Benito Mussolini. And I wasn't listening to anything you said. Ed so. Sullivan? Uh, 1945. I feel better about my answer. Dave? <coughs> 19. He's changing his answer based on Ed Sullivan's answer, which is cheating. You have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 1947. I'll drink. Seven. Jonathan? 1940, flat out. And we're going to get two points on this one. It's Sullivan. I knew you were close. I know. And I like the question. I was spending all this time thinking, okay, 1922. Ed Sullivan forgets we can see his screen. He Googled it. So. No, he couldn't <laughs> Google that fast. But, yeah, where was I going to go? Let, I, I like we. I should have said I want him with Ed Sullivan, but okay. That would be cheating. Just trying to be Ed Sullivan. <laughs> Current score is two for Ed Sullivan, one for Dave and Mr. Jonathan. And the last question, a, unless we need the tiebreaker. Nope, breaker. I need a good luck charm. No. No. Don't do it. Pants are coming off. Don't do it. I can't look. See? This See, is out of control. Yeah, I don't have the ability to fire him <laughs> and throw him off the set. No, you don't let it get this far. Hang on. You don't let it get this far. It's all right. Tackle him. I'm I don't putting know. the boots on. Then, then, it, then it's, you know, I hit the guy. I can't do that. Nah, this is off the rail. It's, it's ruined. It's all right. Ruined. Uh, so, Dave, this goes. <sighs> this, I, I wanted to make it to 500 episodes. That's what I was trying to do. I was so close. Dave, this goes to you. Born Jacob Joachim Klugman. Jack Klugman was ah. born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right. Perhaps best known for his starring television roles in the 70s and 80s. Klugman, also an accomplished film and stage actor. He's the son of a house painter, a hat maker, and he grew up poor in Philadelphia. Born today, Jack Klugman. Nailed it. Dave. 1925. 1935. 1915. And that's going to go to... Ed Sullivan, the correct answer is 1922. Oh! And the winner close. of today's classic three-way is Ed Mr. Sullivan. Sullivan. A slow start, but I came back. You came back. I'm uh, sorry I came back now is, that Jonathan's wearing yeah. his. The best part about this is Ed Sullivan has a straight shot view of my junk. And he's wearing women's underwear. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm yeah. not even. I'm not even going to bear off that way. He's got women's underwear on. Yeah, he does. I don't know. Oh yeah, he does. All Good. I'm going to say is that my wife Good. still won't speak to me. I don't want to speak to you. No, it's over. And we, and we got an after show to do? Yeah. Recorded immediately following this performance. I'm not getting, putting my clothes back on either. I'm getting critiqued. Either. And as I predicted yesterday to the folks of Nashua, Jonathan would do everything in his power to derail my show. <laughs> he did a I'm great job. Winner. I still am wearing underwear. It's not everything. You can tune in Wednesday to find that out with. And uh, we'll, we'll, we got to end this this debacle because I, I I just can't. But fi- uh, hold on, you jumped the, the shark. The there. cigar is good. F- final thoughts on the Aladino. I, I, I love the cigar. Uh, Aladino's killing it. I'm gonna tell you this. It tastes way better. Just look at me, Dave. No, it tastes way better. <laughs> I will not. Without your clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cigar almost makes him wearing women's underwear palatable. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, next week, the everyone, bikini briefs. Next week, everyone returns to Made their rightful seats. And Two Guys Spoke Shop 34th Anniversary Tickets go on sale. Until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network, and it's been nice knowing you. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to have a job after this. <laughs> You've learned nothing. You've learned nothing today. It's off the rail. Keep the lit end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.